Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to a very special This Week in the FCL. We are going to be focusing on our Spotlight Series. This is where we bring you inside the mind, the craziness, the wackiness, the awesomeness that is the competitors that are currently taking the world by storm within the FCL, also known as the First Class League, the Development League of the Movie Trivia Showdown. Our guest, as you saw at the top, is the lovely, awesome-tacular Elena Jordan is here with us. Elena, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I could not be happier. And why is that? Because you're here in our presence, in our studio, and we are very happy to have you. Once again, my name is Ryan The Quote. I will be your host for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. So to kick things off here, Elena, I want to take a step back. Just before we talk about all of the wonderful, wonderful things you're going to be doing within the FCL coming up very soon, I want to, I'm just curious here. What would you say were some of your favorite movies or TV series growing up? Ooh, um, man, I watched everything growing up, like things I probably shouldn't have to, but uh, I was way into Jim and the Holograms, like Jim and the Holograms was my jam, because um, I'd watch G.I. Joe and stuff, like I had a group, everybody in my neighborhood was like all dudes were like, G.I. Joe, and I was like, Jim and the Holograms, so, um, yeah, uh, I loved that, I loved a lot of different animated things, but my cousin did special effects too, so I'd watch a lot of horror movies growing up, and like Tales of the Crypt, whenever he'd babysit, and we would just be like, don't tell mom, but, yeah, one of the first movies I saw, actually the first movie I saw in theaters was, um, Scrooged, and... My mom was all worried because, like, the scary part, like, in the elevator. And I was like, Psh, I've seen Tales of the Crypt. And she's like, what? So, yeah, growing up, just a little bit of everything. Batteries not included. Loved all of it. <laughs> I do remember watching a few episodes of Tales of the Crypt myself. And I had nightmares later that night when I couldn't sleep. So, thanks, Crypt Keeper. I was, like, four or five. Super into it. <laughs> that makes one of us because I watched it. For some reason, my eyes couldn't pull themselves away, but then when I went to sleep at night, I may have had a few nightmares. So thanks, Crypt Keeper, for keeping us all up late at night. But anyway, I digress. So aside from the wonderful movies and TV series, now we're moving on to another thing, and that's something I like to call, what, were, what would you say were some of your favorite comic books growing up? Ooh. Um, I was super into comics growing up, and still am. Um, so I got real. I mean kind of my, my gateway drug was the Archie comics when I was like, you know, five or six, like really little. I would always see them at the checkout and I'd be like, I like that. And so then I started reading that and then found out that there were other comics that aren't just at the grocery store and then was like, whole new world. And so just started reading. X-Men was like my, my big thing. I loved X-Men. Um, now I... I mean, I go back and reread some stuff and just get like way more into it. I always loved the, the Batman stuff. I got a little bit into later, um, like middle school ish. Uh, but yeah, like all the the really dark DC stuff around like high school, middle school. I was super into it and would draw. Would go from reading like my dark comics to drawing like little Sailor Moon comics with my friends, where we would like draw a panel and then give it to the other one in class, and like we'd all try to finish it out. It was stupid. <laughs> I learned nothing in school. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. Who would you? Who would you say are some of your favorite comic book writers or artists? Ooh, um, oh, that's hard. 
I'm like looking at my at my Carlos Deanda like Harley and her stormtrooper outfit. So I'm like, I mean, anybody who can kind of blend genres like my my Batman and Turtles, Eddie Nunez. Like I'm like, okay, I love that too. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite. I love Chad Harden, like all of his his um Harley. Like I just obsessed. Um, and I love how like the backgrounds like he'll go to actual real cities to to get the landscapes. I'm super into that. I love. Um, Jerry Conway is dope, um, super dope. I love, love, love him. The fact that he was the one who told Stan Lee, like, no, we're gonna kill Aunt, we're gonna, uh, we're not gonna kill Aunt May, we're gonna kill instead Spider-Man's friggin' girlfriend that's based on your wife, and at, like, 14 told Stan Lee, you're an idiot, let me save this for you. I was like, Jerry Conway is a boss. So, yeah, him, um, Chris Claremont. I, of course, love because X-Men, obviously, like, 90s was, like, my jam and OG Claremont. Like, Claremont came up with the best character, especially during the Jim Shooter era when they were, like, nothing that could be LGBTQ anything, like, no references. And Chris Claremont was like, here's North Star. He's super gay. Here's his boyfriend. <laughs> Suck it, Jim. Like, I just, I love him. I love all of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So many names. So little Sorry, time. Sorry, that was a well, lot. <laughs> No, but hey, it's all good because I just became a comic book fan myself in the year of 2017 on Batman Day, ironically enough. Hey. So I'm more, than, I'm more than happy to check out some other titles and some other runs by certain writers or artists respectively because comic books are awesome. So yeah. You just gave me Thanks a long down. laundry list to do after the show. Thanks, Elena. <laughs> but it, but Always here just to add to the to-do list, you know. Yes, you should see my to-do list on my non-existent fridge. It's probably like five miles long, thanks to all my friends and connections I've made throughout my, my time as a podcaster, but that's a story for another day entirely. So, Elena, what would you say was your first Comic-Con you ever attended? Uh, my first Comic-Con, um, actually, my first Comic-Con, I think, was when I was like, maybe 12, when it's like an anime con in Atlanta. Um, and then I did, the first time I was a guest at a convention was for Magicon in Birmingham, Alabama. I was uh, in a movie that was there. And that's when I really fell in love with conventions because I, I got to meet Samantha Newark, who is the voice of Jim from Jim the Holograms. Again, love me some Jim. Um, and I got my little, like, button keyboard signed. And I was like, I'm going to every one of these forever. And it just kind of became my jam. And so, you know, pre-pandemic, I was, you know, working five or six conventions a year around the country, like flying out to them. Um, and then those were just the ones that like hired me to come out to talk. And then I just went to a whole bunch of other ones just for fun as a fan. So um, really, oh, I forgot to play on con. Play on con in Atlanta is freaking dope. It was a tiny, tiny convention that was just for like gamers. But they rented out like an entire floor of a hotel and made each room a different themed room. So you'd go in and it was like black light, like Mario, like stuff, like with a bar and things because it was so tiny. And it was just people playing games in different rooms. Like you'd go magic, like be playing magic in a room, then go into the next room and get like a themed crazy drink and then go sit down and play like some WoW, like on a computer setup that they had. I was like, this is nuts. So <laughs> that was one of the earlier ones, but... It definitely has led to just an exorbitant amount of nerddom overtaking my life, pretty much. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Now, who do you hope to meet at conventions somewhere down the line once Earth fully reopens and conventions are fully in style and profile of once again? 
Um, I don't know. I can't really think of like one particular, because my big one was Stan Lee. And when I met Stan, like that was a weird thing entirely because I wasn't even supposed to meet him that day. It was supposed to be the next day. So I had him like, I was wearing like a, a full Elvira outfit and was like just nerding out. It was awful. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's so many amazing people that I've met at conventions. Um, you know, I really would like, this isn't really who I want to meet, but this is somebody that I would like to see in more panels. John Carpenter's wife, Sandy, is freaking amazing. And people do not know this. She like came up with the idea for lightsabers in Star Wars. Like, she's freaking dope. She's amazing. So <laughs> we did a tiny little panel together, and I was like, why are you not in every... You're the most fascinating woman I've ever met in my life. So I'd like to see her on the main stage. I was not aware of that. Uh, she called it, and she kept calling them, like, the light sticks or something. She has a, a comic that just came out, so we were talking about that. But it was so funny because... Her editor was there, and he was like, you're not going to even mention, like, the lightsabers from Star Wars? And she's like, oh, yeah, the, like, glow stick, the glow stick swords. I was like, oh, my God, she, like, is so dope. She doesn't even care that she's created this iconic thing. <laughs> my goodness gracious, and that's something that every man, woman, and child wants to get their hands on, is a lightsaber, whether it's from one company or the next. Who knows? Or you're mm. like me, and you spend all your money on a whole collection of them, and then you're like, hopefully I don't lose my house because I spent all my rent on the lightsabers on the wall. <laughs> Never hurts to have more That's than right. one at your disposal, although if you do have a lightsaber that can change into multiple colors and multiple soundboards like I have, you can save a lot Same. of money and save some space. The display too, where you can like switch them off. Mm-hmm. But when I met Ray mm -hmm. Park I had to get the I had to get the Darth Maul. The like the double. So I was like Ugh. double bladed. Yeah. Yeah, I've met Ray Park myself. Wonderful person. He's he's, he's cool. a total nerd, total geek. He can talk your ear off for hours, and he's a fun dude to be around. So why not? He is really really cool. We actually did a panel at the Amazing Comic Con Aloha in Hawaii, and oh, yes. we were surprised in the middle of it where this oh my the Hawaiian Filmmakers Association is phenomenal. Um, mm. But they came out. They made like a custom Hawaiian painted Darth Maul stormtrooper helmet and presented it to him and did a full kata and like we were both just sobbing on the stage like we're not expecting it and we we're like it's amazing super cool is get out of town that is really cool that's really awesome i gotta look man my goodness gracious i wonder if there's any pictures or video of this footage hmm. i feel like there should be somewhere i don't know hmm. i'll ask jimmy day who runs it i'll see yeah. if he can pull us up some Please, uh, please do when you have the opportunity to do so. But yes, my goodness gracious, Ray Park, we love you, buddy. My goodness, that is really, really cool. So I'm just curious. And these shout out hmm? to the J Brothers too. If you're looking for comics, J Brothers, that's where you should get your comics. All right, <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. Hey, we got a power strip here on the ground, and if you want to put some plugs in there, feel free to keep on plugging away, young lady, because you're awesome. You're awesome in your own right. So feel free to do so at any point in time during the course of this program. But I'm just curious though. These things have become the new it factor. They've become the new Cabbage Patch Kids of our day. I'm just curious. What was the first Funko Pop you ever got? Ooh, Funkos. Oh, my gosh. Those addictive little... Um, I actually was trying not to get into the Funko Pop craze. I was like, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it because every Comic-Con I'd be over, you know, like the giant T-shirt hoodie place, and I would look over and just see the wall of Funkos. And I was like, this is going to be my house. Like, you can't... You can't just live in, like, 
bricks made of Funkos. So I was trying so hard to avoid it. Then I went to the 99 cent store and they had a whole collection of overstock Doctor Who Funkos for like $2. And I was like, and just took off. And so now I have an absurd collection. So my first Funkos was actually a Rose, um, a Ninth Doctor, a Tenth Doctor, Silence, and um, was it the one of the Weeping Angels or was it River? I don't, it's one of one of the other Doctor Who characters, but I got all of them at once. And so now I just have an absurd, absurd amount of Funkos. Just out of curiosity, did you do an inventory of how many pops you have in your collection? Do you have a number? I don't even know. I have like, let's see, in front of my TV, I've got like 20, it looks like. And then I've got like different shelves that I built and got the... It's just so stupid. When I was bored in quarantine, I was like, I'm just going to redo my whole house. And I got all these little acrylic stands and built bookshelves and put like um, like fabric over the back of it and just mm -hmm. put all these Funkos with a little light up thing. So now I have a remote so I can change like the color to make my Funkos light up different. No need. No need for it. <laughs> They're not even like cool Funkos. They're just like ones that I like from weird crap that nobody's ever heard of. So... <laughs> All good. I mean, you got into the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Hello, sweetie. So, not hey, that there's anything wrong with that. Now I just yeah. have, like, all the Avengers on one, and then I have to have, like, all the DC. And then they start coming out with the, this is what really, the like, the half ones. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, like, the, the Batman Joker, and then they have, like, the Batman Two-Face. Like, where, have you seen those? Like, they split them? Yes. Off? Yeah. And then I had to get all those, so I was like, this is just a nightmare. I'm going to just be surrounded by <laughs> collectible Funkos. And the Pop Figs get me, too, because those are so cute. Hmm. You got your Chase exclusives. You got your variants. You got Batman slash Joker faces. You got all these different kind of variants and other switcheroos that the companies love to pull on you because they want that money. The Pop Figs really are, like, those are the worst because you have to get two of them. Because they always have something that, like, it does something, like an element that's, like, uh, you add, put on this hat or something. So you have one that stays in the box, and then you have one that you can actually take out and play with. It's like, ah, oh, Pop Figs. Y'all figured it out. Y'all one step up on Funkos because you add in the accessories. So then you have to buy two of everything. <laughs> yeah, they seem to have cracked the code, so... Have at it, have at it, Funko. You can take all of Elena's money and leave some for me at the back gate. But anyhow, not that I'm getting paid for any of this, um, but I'm just, I'm just saying. But anywho, before I go too far, the workaholics far guys are my favorites. Oh, sorry. Oh, workaholics. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I have all three of them, so they like sit by my TV. They're little Funkos because I was like, it's just hilarious that they're just like dudes with a button down. Blake's <laughs> the only one that looks like an actual, you know, like. The other ones are just like, you're just dudes. <laughs> Nobody would know it was workaholics if I didn't say it. Well, if you haven't done this so already, Elena, I suggest you do an MTV Cribs version and show us, you know, do a tour of your humble abode so we can see all these awesome tacular collectibles that you have displayed everywhere around you. I'll have to come back and just, like, walk around with my phone and just be like, all right, look at my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get a we can get a tour we can get a tour of you know as they said on the TV series at the time we can get a tour of the crib. Exactly, so. exactly, and every you know the celebrities can show off their diamond encrusted toilets or whatever, and I'll show off my Robert Muldoon action figure, which is equally impressive. 
Hey, I just bought a few loose action figures from a property that I grew up on as a kid myself this week. I got no shame. But, you know, it is what what it is. So moving a little bit forward here, Elena, when did you yourself decide to become a podcaster? The weird thing is, is I didn't really decide to do it. I kind of just fell into it because After Buzz started, was that... I started after Buzz, I think, eight years ago. Something mm-hmm. like that's a long time ago. Um, but it was when it was first starting out, and it was like not the the big deal studio. It was just like had a little studio in a house, and it was just talking about after shows. And I um, did the tours at Universal and everything. So they had me as a guest for a Parenthood after show, just to talk about like how filmmaking works and about the set, and bring in like any props or anything that I was just like, hey, can I have that to like show up? Um, so. I did that just as a guest, and they were like, this was fun, if you want to come back, whenever. So I just kept coming back, and then other shows would open, and they were like, hey, do you want to do this? So I just kind of fell into it. I kept with it because my friend was on an, an was on a season of Face Off, the makeup competition show. Oh, so I did the after show for that, really, just so I could hang out with them, and just kind of got super into the whole podcast setup and getting to talk to fans directly and getting to interact with people because I don't like to leave my house too much. So if I can talk to people and (laughs) not have to go anywhere, then that's extra nice. So I, yeah, I just kind of fell into it and just kept doing it. So it was never really anything I planned to do. Hmm. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. What would you say are some of the rewards of being a podcaster? Uh, definitely getting to meet people from just all over the world and getting to talk to a bunch of people and getting to hear different people's stories and like not just interviewing celebrities because you know a lot of the celebrity stories we kind of hear because they get interviewed but getting to talk to just people from all over and hearing interesting things about what makes a particular work important to them how it affected their life what what was the impact on their personal story and it just makes you have a deeper respect for whatever art form that you're talking about, whether it's a show or a movie or whatever you're talking about, being able to see how it genuinely influences people, both positively and negatively. So you can kind of adapt your own work to say, oh, this may be like unintentional consequences that I wouldn't have even thought of. So just really getting to expand how I view things because I'm able to then see them a little bit more through other people's lenses. Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, what would you say, on the other side of things, what are some of the challenges of being a podcaster? Um, I mean, it is, it's, you know, definitely, like, consistency is the most important thing, and that's so hard to, like, keep a consistent schedule and to have things up and just to constantly be generating content. So um, it was a little easier for me when I had kind of producers in a booth and everything I just walked in and was like all right I'll talk and then just leave but now trying to actually set up kind of the behind the scenes stuff myself because I'm going to try to launch my own things in uh, about a month or so so I'm hoping to to have like hopefully not I, I know it won't be as fancy as like MEA worldwide or any of the international companies that I work for but whatever it'll be cool <laughs> I hope <laughs> challenging but worth it <laughs> now, even though you still got, a, you know, you got, you know, your whole life, Eddie. I'm just curious: have there been any special memories from your podcasting days thus far? Whether it's meeting people or interviewing a certain certain 
person at, at, at one of your shows or at an event? I, oh my gosh, so many, so many. I like, I can't even pick like one particular moment because I've just had, I, 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 I can't even like describe things. This is was, was, was cool too, because um, it came from podcasting from Africa, it turned into a live show. It was my, um, my location travel show, like my pop-up show that I did. And so that was one of the coolest things ever because a lot of things were just, I, I was, the executive producer so I got to make up whatever I wanted and book everything like the guests and everything myself so we got to do a Good Burger episode at the recreation of Good Burger with Kel Mitchell and had like my whole Mondo Burger outfit on and we had like a whole like we did the he remembered the dialogue and we had like a back and forth of the dialogue like just in between shots and had one where they recreated the Max from Saved by the Bell. And I got to, with Max, the guy who played Max himself, the magician, got to like go check it out. And he like did magic tricks for me. And I was like, this is the coolest moment of my life. Kel Mitchell drank orange soda with me and I almost started crying. I didn't even ask him to. He brought it out and genuinely was just drinking orange soda. It was like, you want one? And I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so... I've had some really cool moments. And of course, the Stanley thing was just like, what? That was just a like podcast interview at a convention that randomly happened. So, Gee, and I thought the memory of me meeting Kel Mitchell at a convention and having him sign my Good Burger Divida and my Mystery Men Divida and getting a picture with him while his boombox is booming out 90s music was something at that convention in D.C., but clearly you got me beat. Dude, I gotta show you his jacket and his shoes. He had custom puffy paint Good Burger shoes and jacket, like full 90s. Like, it was amazing. It was amazing. I was like, Kel, ugh, I do orange love. I do love orange soda. It is true. But yeah, it was cool. <laughs> oh, and I got um, at a different convention. I got to get <laughs> so dumb. I was hanging out with like just a bunch of the people after, like, we were just drinking and chilling and i got i reached into my purse and i had caffeine pills like dollar store caffeine pills that like don't work and so that's why they're still in my purse and i got mark paul gossler to sign them because <laughs> i was like i'm so excited and i just thought that was hilarious and like laughed about it for about three days straight and nobody else thought it was cool but it made me really happy <laughs> oh my goodness see this is why i love the phrase born in the 80s raised in the 90s because the 90s had it all, and Elena, you're proving my point. 90s kids rock, and 90s kids know how to party. Exactly. So, my, my, my hat's off to you, uh, young lady. That is, that is really, really good stuff. I'm loving this. Now, what would you say are some of the plans for your podcast moving forward? I, um, well, I'm launching a whole thing, basically, like an entertainment news platform that I'm going to be doing podcast stuff with. Um, but it's called screen centric. So, um, since a lot of the, the companies that I worked for prior to the pandemic have decided to just pull their U S branches completely, I was like, well, mm -hmm. it looks like there's going to be some open spots on some red carpets. So maybe I can talk to some of my PR friends from working before and be like, help me get to the fun stuff I like. So We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I hope I hope it will go well, but um, I'm hoping to just do a whole bunch of interviews and talk to various celebrities that maybe you don't even, you might not have heard their name, you know their work, but not their face or their name, especially if it's voiceover people. So I'm excited about that. And I want to do a um, kind of a little like 
Twitch stream-esque, but it has the, the podcast element of it kind of taken out called Lend Me Your Voice, where I'm going to play games with the people who voice the characters and have them basically just smack talk me as the character. So, <laughs> I think that one will be fun. That one will be fun. My goodness, all these great plans that are coming up and the things that you have planned and, and things in store for your audiences ahead of you. Well, if you ever want to interview or have any special guests from This Week in the FCL crew or maybe our YouTube, you know, the other YouTube channel that I'm with known as Neuroculture, hit us up on social media. We'll be more than happy to help you. Yeah, I'm down. Hmm, that sounds like a plan. You guys come out to LA sometime too because now that I'm doing my, my pop-up show that I had is we're kind of readjusting it. Um, and doing a new show where we go, not just to pop-ups, but really just any cool places, mostly in Los Angeles, because that's where I live. But um, <laughs> it's kind of fun because they just shut it down for the day, and they're like, all right, go film, have fun, play around, do whatever you want. And so we film for half of it and then just goof off for half of it. It's surprisingly fun. Well, I'm sure a number of us would love to get into our family truckster and drive all the way out to Wally World. No, not Wally World, La La Land, L.A. And have a nice, you know, uh, soiree, nice partay with you, do some shows, have some fun, cut some promos, cut some interviews. You never know. Anything is possible, Elena. You just got to believe. So, that is very true. It is, it is very true. Not to, sound like, not like to jump on a pedestal in a soapbox, but I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen. So... We're going to get into something that we've been looking forward to talking about for a long time here, Lane. It is simply this. The greatest thing in sports entertainment that's going today is known as the movie trivia schmoda. Now, I'm just curious. How were you specifically introduced to the best thing in sports entertainment known as the movie trivia schmoda? And how did that come about for you? Um, is, uh, all of my stories just sound so bad because I'm like, I promise I actually work for things like... <laughs> Sometimes, but this one was another one that I just kind of fell into. I got to, I hosted DC Movie News with um, uh, Kalinowski and Roxy and Adam and Johnny. And so there was, uh, I will say, I'm not, not to excuse my poor performance the first time I was on the show, but I didn't actually know I was going to be on it. And they asked if I wanted to do it like weeks prior so that I would have time to prepare. And then I never got an email from, from Christian. So I was like, oh, I guess they just didn't need me. And the day before, I got the email like maybe like 12 hours before I was supposed to be there. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay. So I drove to the studio and was like, this is intimidating. I did not prepare. But yeah, it was just, I mean, it was still super fun. So I mean, they had awesome people for the, because mine was the Intergeekdom like five-way match. So yeah. I got to meet awesome people and then was like, okay, I'm super into this now. So. It's nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually segues into our next question. The FCL, the development league of the Movie Trivia Showdown, it's, it's in full swing. They've do, been doing it for 12 weeks now. They're, they're doing quite well. They're recruiting new people every day. Some stars just got recently recruited to the big leagues within the MTS itself. So I'm just curious, did they, you know, they saw your performance back in the Inner Geekdom days and they thought, you know, we think Elena has a lot of potential here. Let's bring her into the FCL. How were you introduced and brought into the FCL? The FCL, that is one that I actually was like, hey, I, this would be fun. So, look, I did try for something. Um, but, yeah, I just, I was like, I think this would be fun. Mostly because I, one, it's a little bit more, like, low stakes. So it's not as 
anxiety inducing, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I really, you know, I like movies a lot. I feel like I know a good bit of trivia without actually like prepping yet, really, like just seeing what I know. Um, Cause like I worked at a movie studio for years and stuff. So I was like, all right. And I just devour every bit of anything that comes out because near every fake world they make up is better than the one we're in so i just get super sucked into movies and um yeah i just i don't know i was like it would be really fun to have a brand new character because i always spoke on like with puns to an excessive degree anytime that i would host to the point that roxy was like shut up this is annoying <laughs> like in a nice way in a nice way but like like okay but for real back to the actual news stop with your weirdities so it's like this will be a place that i can just be completely weird let my oddities be the entire character so the only thing that was challenging about that though was i realized i was getting too into trying to figure out the puns with the answers to the point that my brain would go so far off the end that i would forget the actual answer so i was like okay well that's not great but <laughs> Um, I'm excited. I think yeah, it's going to be a really fun one. And I like that it kind of, the, 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 the whole look was just a random last minute thing too. But now I'm super into getting to have 80s hair every time and rock some awesome like, like fishnet gloves and whatnot. This. This is anyway, before I get a little too ahead of myself, well, first of all, congratulations on everything you've done up to this point, and second of all, congratula congratulations on being a part of the FCL, because I must say, you had your first match, those you know nerves, the, the first match jitters are out of the way, and you had that look, you had the hair, you had the 80s, and I said this during the course of our show on This Week in the FCL, I said, Elena was trying to pull up an 80s, I'm going to work out, do this kind of thing vibe with the music in a boombox playing in the background or something. And you got the category in round number two, which was TMNT, one of the best and most popular properties of any generation, respectively. And also, we grew up on that trilogy of the live-action films as kids, Elena, so you and I have something in common here. So when you got those questions, I'm thinking to myself, these questions are, just give them to me. I can answer them full on. I know what I'm doing. I can write this on my whiteboard. I got, like, I felt like I was, I felt like if I could, I would sit right there next to you and be like, TMNT, we got this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, I have to say. But my question to you is this. Your first match is out of the way. You got the jitters out. You understand the rules of the game. You, you kind of have a feeling of where things are going to go. What are your goals with the FCL moving forward? Do you want to stay in singles? Do you maybe want to compete in teams? If they bring in inner geekdom, do you want to throw your hat into that ring and say, let's have a TMNT all day match or something to that degree? I'm just curious. What do you want to do with the FCL moving forward? I'd be super into um, Inner Geekdom or Star Wars, because, like, those are my jams. So, and also, I just think it would be really fun to, my whole room is just ridiculously Star Wars out, so I think it'd be kind of fun to just, if we can't be in studio anyway, like, be in there and just, as I'm answering questions, like, laid out on the giant, like, nine-foot Han Solo and Carbonite rug and just be like, what do they want? Like, just stupid stuff. I don't know. But <laughs> I think Star Wars would be fun. Inner Geekdom would be fun. Um, really, just all of it, I think, is super fun. I don't even know why I picked TMNT, honestly. That was the one that I was like, I think I'll be fine with everything except for TMNT because I haven't seen a Turtles movie in forever. I love Kevin Eastman. Moved to California, became a West woman, but that doesn't mean I don't love my East man. Ah! You got one pun for you. Shout out Kevin Eastman <laughs> and Courtney, y'all the best. Um, 
But yeah, I was like, Woo. as soon as I said it, I mean, you saw, I was like, why did I do that? I was like, can I pick something else that I actually know really well? And they're like, nope, you did this to yourself. So thank goodness it was all easy questions that were like, okay, 1994, when the turtles were just starting to become really popular, who was the only celebrity they could convince to be in the movie? Like, that was basically what I got. <laughs> so I was glad that I got kind of some easier ones. <laughs> I thought they were going to ask nope. me about the Michael Bay produced ones, and I was going to be like, oh, God, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yes, I've seen both. Out of the Shadows, hot garbage. Uh, the first one that was produced by Bay of the Michael, that one was all right. It wasn't terrible. It was all right. But then again, nothing is going to touch. Nothing is going to hold a candle to the original 1990 masterpiece that is the original film. And I do like TMNT 2, The Secret of the Ooze, because we got Gunnar Jonah and from our, from our good friend Vanilla Ice, and then you got TMNT3, which a lot of people throw under the bus. I get it, but at the same time, it's still part of our childhood, so I still have a little bit of love for it. Granted, maybe my nostalgia goggles getting foggy up in the mirror, but I still like the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I also have to, uh, I love that you say none of them hold a candle to the first one, and I was like, except the second one, where Vanilla Ice, of course, lights it up like a candle. Obviously. It is true. Rock the mic like a vandal. Um, but, um, you know what I thought was crazy about the, the TMNT movie? Like the very, the Hmm. first one, especially I was obsessed with the turtles. Like I have videos of me like in preschool with my super Southern Alabama accent running up to my mom going, mom, can I go to my friend Adrian's house? We want to play Ninja Turtles and if she's Ninja Turtle, then I can be Ninja Turtle. We're just going to play the turtles. I'll find it for you. It's awful. Like little me after I cut my own hair. So I like look like a little boy in a dress um but obsessed with ninja turtles i am still to this day like the foot clan i'm sorry turtles but straight up if somebody was like do you want to come be a part of this dope ass club where we have all this pizza and all these like games for you to play like just it's an arcade free-for-all with a bunch of other awesome teens it's like was Shredder really that bad or was he keeping those kids off the streets and watching them to make sure that the only bad things they did were for him and he could keep them protected shredder he's a an an underappreciated hero (laughs) maybe so i'm not sure but when you're in that warehouse playing a boatload of arcades spray painting random walls you got two young kids coming down the stairwell with a very young at the time sam rockwell and says you got any cigarettes regular or menthol it's like come on guys come on I'm like, I mean, those kids are pretty cool. (laughs) Not trying to say, like, be a villain because it's cool, but being a villain is cool. You know. I mean, still, you know, and then Tatsu bumps into him accidentally and he doesn't know what to do. He's like, go, play. (laughs) Come on, man. Thank God, my friend, another shout out, another plug. I'm not plugging anything for myself. I'm just like other people. But shout out John Durnell, one of my favorite comedians ever. Most people do not know this, but um, the reason that I have the entire first movie memorized is because for his birthday every year, we celebrate by watching the original Ninja Turtles on VHS. And I have a bar that stays in my closet just for that one day out of the year. We know we could watch it on Netflix, DVD, Blu-ray. We like it to have just a whole, there's a whole section that's just gone where the tape's just like, and we watch it for like three minutes. And we're like, all right, back into it. Hmm. Shout out, John. Absolutely, <laughs> I don't recommend please. watching your movies that way. Well, still, still, but 
I appreciate you because I have TMNT, the original film on VHS that I bought from, uh, I forget where I got it specifically, but bottom line is I have it on DVD, DVDA, as I like to say, or VHS. So whenever I'm in the mood to watch TMNT, I can just pop that thing in there. It doesn't matter. But I will say that's awesome that you and your friend do that because it, it's a great film. It's fun to watch. You never get tired of it. I mean, bad timing. You're telling me. Get her purse. Get away from me. What do you think? Ah, I got her watch. This, the, so I lost good. the side. Then it is cold. And I can get it back. I can get it back. Raphael. Yes! Oh, see? I mean, can we, can, you no, know, I think here's, I here's an idea. Here's an idea for you, Elena. You, me, whoever wants to do this, let's just do a quote off. Let's just quote the film on a live Ooh. stream. Have some fun with it. If we want to wear props, you can more than do it. If not, I can just wear my regular clothes. I'm cool with it. It doesn't matter. I can quote this movie as well as other films all day long because, full disclosure here, Elena, if I watch a movie once or twice, the whole script goes right into my itty-bitty little noggin. Well, check you out, fancy pants. Maybe I'll do teams and be like, I have a teammate <laughs> picked out already. <laughs> I'm more than happy to team up with you because I did put in my application to compete in the FCL, known as the First Class League. So Brad, Steph, the executives, the chairmen, so all of you people sitting behind the scenes, look at the tape. Because I'm there to compete, okay? Just watch the tape. Look at the resume. But anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about you. So that's awesome. Let's talk about everybody else. for Brian. Put him on the FCL. Please do, because I'm more than happy to compete in singles or teams. Maybe Elena and I can form a team, since we're both 90s kids. We speak the language quite fluently, I might add. So maybe that could be your name, Team 90s, maybe? Yeah, totally rad. We can sit down, maybe formulate a plan, maybe a strategy. I'm not sure. We will leave that up to yeah. the imagination of our lovely watching or listening audience at home. Well, I got to say. tubular team. Exactly. We're just going to be too cool for school. That's what we're going to be. But it's coming, guys. It's coming. Stay tuned. But, Elena, I want to take this opportunity to say thank you for being a part of this episode of This Week in the FCL Spotlight Series. You've been an awesome person. you got a lot of things going for you. We wish you the best of luck with your career moving forward within the FCL. And if I ever make it to that to the show, I'm more than happy to weather team up with you. Maybe we'll see each other in the ring. Or compete. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe we'll see each other That's in the ring. That's not good. I just told big... you everything I'm good at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll see each other under the big bright lights in front of 20,000 screaming fans. This is coming from my pro wrestling mindset because I grew up watching pro wrestling as a kid. But, Elena Jordan, where can all the good kids of the interwebs find you online and everything you have coming up? Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan, both spelled like Alana, A-L-A-N-A. <laughs> but it's me. You can say it however you want, but follow, click, like, subscribe, whatever those things are, you know, do you think? <laughs> hmm. Well, that is just bossa nova. What? Huh? Bossa Nova? Uh, bossa Chevy Nova? Nova? <laughs> no. <laughs> Excellent! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me. My name is Ryan the Quote. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. Check us out on this at This Week FCL on all forms of social media. Check out our show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Do all that stuff. If you want to check out some of the other content that, I, that, I, that I'm doing, check out the Nerdcast. It's available on Anchor. We've done 102 episodes where I review movies, some of the latest movies I've had a chance to see. Some of them may be classics. Some of them are more modern. Take your pick. Check it out. It's on Anchor and all your favorite uh, podcasting apps. Check us out on YouTube, on all forms of social media, simply at It's Nerd Culture. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. New videos are being posted each and every week. In the meantime, to all of you out there, stay healthy, stay strong, stay safe. 
and watch movies. Take care, everyone.